Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Greetings, everyone. Yes? No? No? No. I'm getting a no from Liam here. I'm getting a big resounding negative. Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Hey, what up? <laughs> I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. As our uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, we're here just to have a nice little chat about a podcast. Nope. About an anime <laughs> called... Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Are you telling me that we weren't doing a podcast about a podcast? This is our podcast within a podcast. Jojo's Jojo's World. <laughs> this is uh, this is my personal just side project. A podcast, podcast within a podcast. Come into my uh, my sitting room here, and we'll have a nice chat about mm. uh, about an anime that has spanned generations from the late eighteen hundreds through to the. Dawn of the 21st century. Who the fuck are you and trying to be right now? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just being a guy. <laughs> oh, we've got uh, we've got some lovely uh, some lovely sherry on the uh, sideboard over Ooh, there. Whoever you are, I like where this is going. And the cyborg is like, hello, have some sherry. <laughs> Why, hello there. <laughs> uh, Jojo's World, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Recap and Discussion Podcast. Today we talked about the 23rd episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Ventoy Oreo, oh, entitled um, <laughs> The Clash and Talking Head. <gasps> also, the 136th episode, mm-hmm. 136, uh, 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 some good numbers, of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure in its entirety, Ooh. covering chapters 528, through 531 of the manga. 528 to 531. That's like four whole chapters. That is like four whole chapters. Yep. That's like a chapter for every six and a half minutes. Hey, Liam, how about you stop being bad at math? Hey, Liam, how about you shut your fucking mouth? <laughs> and I tell you, a little patron who brought you this episode. Yeah? His name... Lay it on me, baby. Is, and this may shock you... Andrew. Andrew? Yep, that's his whole name. It's just Andrew. Oh, he's like Cher. Ooh. Or Jojo. No, but Jojo is like a contraction. Is Cher a contraction of something? Mm, don't think so. Charlotte Erzweil. And Cheru. And Cheru. So, Andrew, if you're listening out there, in fact, every Andrew, but specifically this one, none of the other ones. All the Andrews, but especially none of the other Andrews. <laughs> just one of them. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your contribution. In the Venn diagram of all the Andrews that we're thanking, mm-hmm. uh, one like, of the circles is this Andrew. And then there's just this bigger circle surrounding it. Mm. 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 It's like... Good graphs. A billion times bigger. So Andrew. Yeah. Andrew, if you ever have a last name, tell us what it is. <laughs> tell us your personal details, Andrew, and we'll use them for benevolent purposes, like thanking you. <laughs> Liam, can I just bring you aside for a yes, second? Yes, can we have a quick okay. sidebar? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think you know what benevolent means. No, it's like a really nice and fun. No, no, benevolent means like equal. So we can just be mean to him because he gave us money. I don't know if that's what that means. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that's what it means. All right, hang on. We'll get out of the sidebar. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> and then the sidebar is like, beep, boop. Yes, thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Well, that's the meme of today's episode. <laughs> okay, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. The Laughing Clash. stops. And Talking Head. Serious anime discussion. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So Terry Bogart's in. <laughs> <laughs> and Banjo's out. Wait, Banjo's out? Banjo's 
out and playable. Oh shit! Not out as in like, oh no, sorry, they said no, we can't do him anymore. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we got together with uh, what's the what's the guy's Bill name? Bill Gates. With Bill Gates, and he was all like, nah, it's Microsoft property. Yeah. So sorry. Freaking so love banjo. I'm gonna hoard him all to myself. I've got, I'm Bill Gates. I've got twelve new banjo games that only I'm allowed <laughs> to play. And then all the five year olds are like, but can we get Kazooie, sir? Can no. we? No. And then he slaps them in the face. <laughs> These, like, small five-year-old children at Bill Gates' office in his mansion. I think it was Tiny Tim Mm. who famously said, Banjo-Kazooie, everyone. (laughs) Truly, a man amongst legends. Banjos amongst guitars. Actually, no, because he's a bear, so he's not really a musical instrument. But I tell you what, Liam, if ever there was a bear I wanted to play, it's Banjo. Mr. Frodo, if ever there was a bear I wanted to play... It'd be him. Well, you can't have it, damn it, Sam. Ah, <laughs> uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, The Clash and Talking Head. Nick, what did you think about this one? Why is this so good? I don't understand this episode. I'll tell you why, baby. It's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the Woo! only anime worth watching. Oh, man, it's so good. Like, you start watching this two-parter, right? And you're like, okay, it's a shark in some water. Okay, we're playing around with this lie thing for a while. We're kind of milking it for a bit, but this shark's up in the mix. He's fun. And then this episode's just like, why am I enjoying this as much as I am? How can one man with a plane kill a shark? Find out now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, who was that guy who said that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is like the ultimate competition between two five-year-olds saying yeah but i can do this because of this oh yeah that was pat gill from polygon.com that's the one it's like this episode is that but with a shark yeah and a plane well the thing that i love about this episode is that like we see things mostly from our protagonist narantia gurga's point of view as he's Mm. battling this teleporting shark yeah uh but then every time that he gets one over on the enemies and like shoots them and like deals significant wounds it cuts to them and the guy there's two of them and the guy who hasn't been shot (laughs) keeps being like yes all according to plan and the other guy is just getting increasingly shut up I think the boss will be happy with our progress. Uh, oh, my oh. phones! Ah, yes, you're doing very well. This is all according to Keikaku. <laughs> Keishaku. Keishaku? Yeah. What are any of these words that Ke- you're saying? Translator's note. Keishaku means shark plan. Ah, of course it does. Well. All according to portmanteau. I see we're in a bit of a sharkundrum. Like conundrum, but a shark. Like a sharkundrum. Like a, like a shark biting off your throat. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Liam? You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying about sharks? Smash cut into the episode. Jorno's there and he's like, Oh, I'll help you, Narantia. Oh no, a shark is biting my throat in this public toilet. So Narantia's all like, Okay, I have to do something. I have to beat down on this shark. Did you say big down? I am now. He's got a big down on this shark. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna big down on this shark. But no, Jorno's being dragged under, even though it's a tiny puddle in a toilet. Which is really weird. It's cool, it's cool. Uh, and then the shark starts teleporting around, and Jorno try, uh, is trying to shoot it, but oh. Okay, that's not what the plane sounds like. Yeah, that's what planes sound like. But it keeps teleporting around, and oh no. And meanwhile, the bad guys, Squalo and Tiziano, are like, if we can take care of Giorno, they'll lose their healing abilities and then we can just kill them. You know what? I like this plan. And I like you. Because we're very 
very touchy-feely We're today. very good friends. <laughs> <laughs> or in, I'm sure, a hypothetical um, children's dub of this, mm-hmm. oh, Tiziano, we're very cousins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, that's what, fam- famously, that's what, what happened from? in Sailor Moon. With uh, the, um, yes. the lesbian Sailor Scouts who were introduced later were redone to be cousins. Mm, probably... To much dismay between normal human beings mm. and really a lot of fanfare and weird fetish circles. <laughs> um, yes, kill Giorno now because Narantia can track carbon dioxide and he could track Giorno's breathing. And uh, and while he's saying this, mm. while Tiziano is saying this, he turns to Squalo and just like starts running his fingers up and down his chest. <laughs> he's like, you're doing very well. Kill him, stroke, stroke. Or even if you jump from liquid to liquid, he can track you down. And they stare longingly into each other's eyes. And then Squalo turns and looks at the camera. Okay, I'll kill Giorno now. (laughs) He's like, I'll do exactly as you have commanded. Please continue filling me up. (laughs) Yeah, I'll kill Giorno. You just keep giving me a nice shoulder rub. (laughs) Hey, hey, I know you're a trained masseuse. Can you get back in there? Focusing on my stand really just puts a lot of tension in my neck. So if you can just, like, work that out for me. Squalo, I'm not doing this for free. What are you going to give back? Oh, maybe the death of Giorno Giovanna? How about that, Squalo? Tiziano, how about I fucking am the one who gets shot all the time in our plan so you can just, like, help me out while I'm doing that? Hey, we all need ideas, man, and I'm... (laughs) Just on the rooftop, they just fall into the canal. Start having this big domestic dispute. (laughs) Abakios, they're going. No, I just, I have no idea where they are. They got, they got to be somewhere. Can you keep it down, please? The attackers have to be somewhere. (laughs) So there's a brief bathroom battle. Yes, I think that's the most accurate word you could have used. Yeah, so he's teleporting around. At one point, there's like tiny Giorno and Shark in the a tiny spot of water on the wall. Which is he, amazing. He shoots over there and then whew, monologue. Oh no, but I keep missing. And every time I keep missing, I keep splashing in the water around more. <gasps> that's oh, true. This is bad. And then they're back in the stall and it's like, oh, yep, going to shoot you now. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Oh no, I shot Giorno a lot because the shark crawled into his throat. You know, there were many directions this episode could have taken. Mm-hmm. This was not one I expected to happen. At least the shark didn't start piloting Jono like a robot. <laughs> Just gets all up in his head and he's all like, well, well, this is what it feels like to be a man. I'm like that tiny alien from the start of Men in Black. Yeah, but doesn't his body just decompose the later on the film goes? And oh, no, I'm not talking about the cockroach. Wait, who are you talking about? I'm talking about? about the tiny alien that lives in a man's head and pilots the man the man robot oh. as a robot because it is a robot. Yes, the really tiny one. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yay big. Yeah. Podcasters will know exactly how large that is. Yeah, you'll know. Watch you'll Men know. in Black. It's good. It holds up. What about Men in Black 2? Could take it or leave it. What about Men in Black 3? You know, I've never seen that one the whole way through, but I've heard it was surprisingly okay. And international? Don't bother. And so, that was our podcast on the Men in Black franchise. Yep. Until next time, uh, Neuralizer Sound. <laughs> the great thing about doing a Men in Black podcast is that every episode... Is you, the same episode? Well, you can re-listen to it over and over again. <laughs> and it's like it's new. Oh, man. Oh, no, Jono's breathing has stopped. He's escaped. They, and bad guys are like, yes, we've escaped into the sewers where we belong. <laughs> Narantia says aloud, Oh no, they got away. So Squalo's all like, Haha, we've done it. We've got Giorno now. And Tiziano is like, No, Squalo, don't you understand? He just said they got away.
Yeah, because they got away. You and, idiot. And where they? Where, where the them? Don't you get it? It's not a play on words. It, we, we just did it. No, you sweet, stupid idiot. <laughs> talking head. You're talking out of your goddamn beautiful ass right now, Tiziana. <laughs> he can only say the opposite of what he means. So when he says they got away, he... Didn't get away. Oh my god. Now for some reason, this is the only time in this whole whole battle mm-hmm. that, that Narangia does this. When I'm sure it would have been of great value many other times. <laughs> like say, any time he tried to say anything. But why did it happen, Liam? But why did it happen? Now, arguably, there's uh, some sort of stop on it, so he can't say... He can't just intend to say the opposite of what he means. Yes. Um, But also, who really cares? Don't really think about it. (laughs) Who gives a shit? (laughs) It's JoJo's. Yeah. People in JoJo's aren't smart. But in this instance, he does go to say, I'm still chasing them, meaning he vocalises... Some words. They got away, which yeah. are, which is still true, which still plays into the like. I don't know if you can lie your way around this. What that they, they didn't get away. We're f- very much microanalyzing this to the degree it doesn't deserve. But like, I, it's probably driven by like your ultimate intent rather than what words you're trying to form. I see. So like, even if you tried to like double bluff it and say to to Mister, uh-huh. if you tried to say to Mister, it's up there with the hope that the talking head would. Invert your words and make you say he's in the canal. Sure. It probably works on a higher brain level than that. But why? Because it's just story. It just, the story works that way. Okay. You know, at no point does Narangia be like, yes, I tried to say the opposite of what I meant to say so that when it reversed my words, it would say what I wanted to say. You know, sometimes I think that Araki makes rules in his head and then just forgets them. I think what I'm just trying to say is that like, just keep it simple. Like, he can only say the opposite of what he wants to say. And okay. there's right. no, no point trying to, like... Analyse this word. Or no point trying to worm your way around that. <laughs> you know? What happens, happens, people. Alright? <laughs> Narantia could live or die at any moment. We would have to live with those consequences. Oh, no. Well, okay, don't shed a tear for Narantia <laughs> or anything. So he found them. He's in the sewers, where he belongs. Are we talking about Narantia, yeah. Jorno, or the shark? All these baby boys belong in the sewers because oh, they're trash. Man. Oh, no. Mobsters. I forgot they were mobsters. <laughs> it's easy to forget, isn't it? Yeah. Because... Although now they've left the th- mob? This was something I was going to... I've been thinking about when the last episodes of this aired and, like, mm. talking about it as a... The series as a whole. But seeing as it's kind of come up now, like, I feel like so much of mob fiction is wrapped up in, like, the neighbourhood and Mm. um, social links to one another. Whereas this just kind of, after, like, two arcs, immediately discards all of it for another road trip adventure, (laughs) which is fine in its own right, but isn't necessarily what you think of for a mob story. No, it's not, really. All it is is just, like, a bad business trip that they went, (laughs) well, fuck. It's like, um, what's that movie? It's not Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's something... That is a movie. Something Murphy's. Uh, uh, they they travel because some guy's uh, withholding money or something. Smokey and the Bandits. You know what? Eastbound, bound and down. That'll do. Um, Easy Rider. Dropkick Murphys. Holl- That's a band, I think. They go on holiday, find out the boss is... Mr. Holland's Opus. Yes, it's that. <laughs> Mr. Megorium's Wonder No, Emporium. you're right. It's that one. It's definitely Mr. that one. Mr. Popper's Penguins. No, it's definitely not that one. Guido Mr. Popper's Penguins. Yes! <laughs> These are good vocal warm-ups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. 
Neighborinos. Narantia's all He's in the sewers. Narantia's all like, where are they? Where could they possibly be? He was tracking the bullet fumes that were on Giorno after he shot him up. And he was like, yes, Giorno wanted me to shoot him. You know, that's a that's a stretch, but we'll live with it, okay? Much like Mr. Wanted to shoot himself. Giorno wanted to be shot. He and Mr. are in a sort of special club where they like to get shot by their allies or themselves. This sounds oddly... Um, they get a sort of sick thrill from it. I'm not sure I want to know what this club is called, but I think I already know. I don't. It's something along the lines of fucked up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good name for a club. Thank you. Hi, welcome to fucked up. Oh, say it again. (laughs) It's like you'll fit right in. So he goes down to the sewers and shoots the shark that is even now in Mr.'s throat. Narantia is like above ground, but little bombers below ground. Aerosmith. Which Aerosmith is below ground, which is like kind of cool. We have a lot of fun and they have a lot of fun with the translated names, but I... To but me, this one is too far. To me, Lil Bomber and uh, Zipper Man are pretty underwhelming. I mean, Lil Bomber's funny just because it's so, like, cutesy. And it's like, oh, come on, Lil Bomber, shoot him up, come on. And then he just murders people. <laughs> it's just like, oh, good job, Lil Bomber. Oh, who's my Lil Bomber? Cars engulfed in fire. <laughs> men dead on the ground. Oh, he's a Lil Bomber man. Yeah, you know, he's a... He's a terrifying nightmare plane who'll destroy you wherever you are, but he's got a cute, fun name. He's got a nice little propeller. He's got little... That propeller could never hurt anyone. Oh, Liam. (laughs) Shark escape. (laughs) Shark escape. (laughs) Just in my mind, just some weird theme song started playing that was just like, Shark escape. Ah, welcome to Shark escape. We're here to track down all the sharks. It's like a reality TV show. Yeah, of just yeah. Now, listen, this shark went out two days ago. I don't know why it's in the south of America, but he went out two yeah, days it's ago. In, it's in Arizona. The Go shark on. escaped into the Arizona desert and you need to track it down. The only way I could have done that is if it was some kind of half man, half street creature. Or if, yeah, sure, <laughs> a street creature. Yeah, you know, like a street shark. Oh, there I didn't get that. There we go. Also, I said half man, half street, not half street, half shark. And now I'm like, why did I say half man, half street? That's just us. It's like how um, for Sonic Unleashed, they called him a werehog um, to indicate his wolf-like transformation. (laughs) Even though the prefix were indicates man-like. So we Mm. say werewolf because it's a sort of man-wolf. So if anything, it should have been a hog-wolf or a wolf-hog. A wolf-hog? Yeah. That sounds oddly um, derogatory. These damn wolf hogs coming in here, tearing up our streets with their fins. Please, I just wish to work. Can I come here to work as an innocent young wolf hog? Oh, so, yeah, he's allowed to say it. (laughs) Hey, hey, it's okay when they say it. The shark escapes into the restaurant fish tank and Jorno is also in there. Just chilling out, having a good old time. It'd be great. It'd be great if that that fish tank water was just filthy now because they poured it straight from the sewer. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, his clothes would be drenched in shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not far off to think, oh Squalo, you know I love you, but I'm never touching you after the clash has been in the sewers until you have a shower. Come on, baby, you know you love him. <laughs> 
why Squall You know you're deep. a toilet fiend, Tiziano. <laughs> I know what you want. And what you want is deep down, deep below. I don't know what that means. Because the sewers are deep underground. He starts teleporting around some more. Narantia just kind of goes, right, Nor- I need to go help Giorno. Narantia has solved the teleporting problem for now. He can track the fumes, he can shoot them. Yeah. Um, but what he hasn't solved is that all according to our plan, we're going into the kitchen. The kitchen. Meanwhile, the other idiots are outside replaying when the shark was in the um, the wine glass, being like, I don't know, I just can't rewind it anymore. It, he can't transform. He can't like move forward. It and we bizarre. see like shitty shark, um, moody blues in the wine glass, just <laughs> flopping around. Uh, Bruno's all like, Are you sure? What what could this mean? And then just like over their shoulders in the re- open door of the restaurant, Narantia is having this death battle. <laughs> He's just running along and they're like, I mean, uh, could he? Could it have uh, teleported somehow? Or? Well, I'm not saying teleportation is a thing, but he might have done it. It could also be some kind of flying dragon. <laughs> Check the skies, mister. Quick, onto the roof. Quick, zipper man. Forward. So it can only teleport like two or three meters of water at the time, which means I can predict where it's going, which means that I just shot Tiziano in the head a bunch of times. So he shoots some water. The shark shows up in the water. He shoots up this big kitchen pot that's on on the stove. And I love the way how when the bullets knock it over, like Giorno's whole body, which is much bigger than the pot, spills out. (laughs) That's great. It's just so ridiculous. Jono would have been getting boiled alive in yes. there for mere moments. <laughs> like at the end of this episode, I was like, how are you alive, man? <laughs> You've been through a lot today, yeah. man. It's been a lot of shit going his direction. Yep, yep. But oh no, Narantia gets that telltale whiff of natural gas. <gasps> My God. You see, this was all part of their plan. Fire's aphrodisiac. No. What, natural gas? Oh, I see. I yeah. thought you were talking about the water. Oh, no, not at all. Fire's aphrodisiac. Water. <laughs> Pure carbon dioxide. Um, no, so the gas is emanating from the burner, which has the dual effect of meaning that he can't just go willy-nilly shooting up the restaurant. And also, the room is filling up with gas, so we won't be able to track anyone? Yeah, because he tracks carbon dioxide, and I guess this is carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide isn't flammable, though. Oxygen's flammable. But... Uh, for whatever reason, the natural gas from the burner is interfering with his gas yeah. radar. Yeah, whatever that means. Yep. Uh, I'm sure someone will be all like, but Nick, carbon dioxide has two, two, two I'm sure someone will be like, but Nick, carbon... <laughs> at milk juice. <laughs> <laughs> it has two whole oxygens in it. How's the carbon negate that shit? They'll be like, I don't know, man. Man, I ain't no Ask a freaking scientist. I did do a, I did do a little, a little... Standology. Yeah, I did do a bit of a, you know, I went to the University of Arakibia and, um... No. No, I went to the University of Arakihirohuko. New choice. Uh, I went to the University of Standariko Hirohiko. (sighs) This one's not a winner. Okay. uh, Um, I learned some things. Let me keep going with this one. But Narantia is like, all right, I can't kill you. I mean, I can't shoot you. Doesn't mean I can't freaking kill you with my plane. <laughs> but you had a 50-50 shot there of like, I can't kill you. No, I can kill you. Yep. Watch me freaking kill you by tackling your shark with my plane's propellers. So Squallow is like ripped apart by 
the propellers of Aerosmith. Just like razor sharp spinning blades, just eating into the shark. And Giono is all like, oh, good one. As it goes but no, into his throat. because Tiziano is like, yes, all according to our plan. And Squalo is like, no. <laughs> Why does the plan involve me dying? It's like, you know you love it, come on. He temporarily removes Talking Head. Is it temporarily? Yeah, I'm Elmer Fudd. We temporarily remove the stand. And then we'll kill the wabbit by luring them into the kitchen. The, it's simple. We kill the Dwarno. <laughs> okay, so Elmer Fudd as the Joker is like, it's simple. We kill the wabbit. <laughs> and everyone in Gotham is like, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> so, shh. No one can see you doing the motions. I'm doing some poses. He's doing very odd poses. Something between a 1980s music video and like a TV screen photographer kind of... I was actually doing some Jojo poses. Oh, okay. Never mind. He temporarily... Thank you. (laughs) ...removes Talking Head from Narantia, allowing Narantia to yell out, Hey guys, he's in here. He's a big shark. He's smashed up Jorno some, but I've attacked him. Get in here. And everyone gets in there. All nice and tight, right in there. And Mr. Runs in and is like, Oh, that shark must be it. I'll just pull out my gun and shoot him. I won't wait to ex- to inhale and maybe do exactly what Narantia did and get the telltale whiff of gas. No, why the fuck would he do that? Like, Here like, I go, what? big gas explosion. Oh. And for the second of Narantia's two stand battles so far, he's in... In an area. in fire. Yeah. <laughs> and so Narantia learns a hardy lesson, this time, that fire is bad. Or Much like be. Frankenstein's monster before him. <laughs> fire bad. Uh, now here's my question. Yeah? We've talked at length about the human cost on Squalo mm. of the plan. Yes. Which was to get them all to blow themselves up in a gas explosion. I'm with you so far. I'm nodding, agreeingly. Now, talking now, Clash is in that restaurant. Yes, but I assume it's that only stands can harm stands. So, so explosions can't yeah. hurt stands. Stands. So he's fine. He's not fine, but he's not any worse off than he was. Uh, sure. That said, also everyone else is fine from this gas explosion too. <laughs> they seem mildly put out that Narantia didn't warn them about the gas leak, but no one's hurt. Narantia's, like, pretty fucked up. But no one's hurt in a way that has... Oh, well, no, that's not true. Giorno's pretty fucked up. But Giorno's in a bad way from his neck wounds. Yeah, and imagine how he is now. (laughs) But Mister is kind of angry. Um, Bruno's just like, what the fuck happened? Bruno's like, I'm dead anyway, so who gives a shit? Abakio's like, this is all Giorno's fault. And then Narantia is like, I had to do this alone. (laughs) And Giorno reaches out and is like, wait, Narantia, don't go after the stand. Go after the stand user. Teleports away and leaves a ladybug brooch. One of Jorno's countless collection of fancy magic ladybug brooches. Narantia's all like, I'll take this. I, I guess I have this now. Whatever the fuck Something that to remember Jorno by. <laughs> now that he's been eaten by a shark. Let me just consume it. As I would any other keepsake. <laughs> Meanwhile, the bad guys are like, Well, you know, you got injured a bit. So the plan didn't go off without a hitch. But I'm sure the boss will be satisfied with it. Let's get out of here. Venezia, I'm literally dying. Venezia. What's his name? Tiziano. Tiziano, I'm literally dying. 
This is not how the plan was meant to go. He's helping him down the stairs and they see Narantia's running around town. What's he doing there? He can't come after me. I'm Squallow. Beautiful, <laughs> big meathead. He can't come after me. I'm Squallow. Squallow only comes after Squallow. No one else. Squallow only comes after Tiziano. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Where's Clash? It's down in the canal. He shouldn't be out here. What if he's looking for us? Now, listen, you beautiful meathead. He's I'm, not coming after us. I'm all shot up because of the plan. Shh, shh, My breathing's irregular. Shh, you're okay. He's too dumb to know. Yeah, if you're he okay. Didn't... He can't even do maths. He's an idiot. <laughs> See, if he wanted to kill us, don't you think he'd be looking for the guy with laboured breathing? So you just need to stay calm with me. Yeah, I'm doing it really easily. See? Look. <sighs> now you try with your punctured lungs. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and But like, look. Look out in the square. There's children running around. There's joggers. There's marketeers hauling their wares. Every friggin' one's got laboured breathing here. You're fine. And if you're not fine, then who cares? That kid, we can beat him up anyway. And he'll never spot, say, the very flamboyantly dressed people, one of whom is helping the other hobble along because he's clearly been shot and cut up by a plane. He'll never notice that in the crowd. No, he can't even do math. Yeah. He's an idiot. <laughs> So they start to es try to escape into the crowd. I really like this sequence. It's mm. it's this and the Narantia vocalizing that they got away and tracking them to the sewers. Yes. This are the these are the good bits of the lying stand. And that lying stand's name, Talking Head. Let's talk about it. Sure. I like talking about talking heads. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Talking Heads. Welcome to, welcome to Talking on Talking Heads with Heads. Hi, how are you? Hi, Hi. how are you? Hi. 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 Hi, where the heads? We talk a lot. Too much, some might say. <laughs> Talking Head by Hirohiko Araki, per the Jojo Valley commentary. Part one. I first thought of an ability that would force you to tell only lies, and then came up with the octopus's sucker's design to let it stick to tongues. I also had the image of an alien lava in mind. That's it? Yeah. Genius. Attracts. You know, Amazing. I had an idea for a power. I thought it'd be cool if it stuck to your tongue because it's making you lie. Made an octopus. Also an alien lava that was in my head. So, you know. Yep, he had an alien lava in his head. The only way I can get this alien lava out of my head is to put it in my manga. And so Talking Heads was born. Mm -hmm. Talking literally. Heads is a sort of alt-pop, alt-rock... Kind of like, um, not not like mainstream. Your typical, oh, let's have some good Ooh. hipster times. One of like, their um, oh. one of their listed genres on their Wikipedia page mm. is avant funk. I'm sorry, what? Avant funk. They are avant funk. Yep. Jesus. Uh, famously, the band led by David Byrne, mm -hmm. Psycho Killer. Yep. Uh, say? Far 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 better. Psycho Killer. Um, Wild Wild Life. Never heard of it. Uh, various other songs. Good Never band. Heard of it. Burning Down the House. I've heard of that. David Byrne wore a big suit on a talk show. Did he? Yeah, a big suit that looked as if his body was much larger than his head. Wait, did he have like stilts or something? No, no, so like broader. Broader? Yeah. Hey. So like as if he had really broad shoulders to create the optical illusion that he had a very small head. Okay. But wouldn't, that, say. but wouldn't that just be a big suit? Yeah, like, that's what it was. No, no, it I was mean, a big suit. No, but like a badly sized. No, but there was like suit? structure to it, so it appeared as if his shoulders extended on. Oh, like forward. 
No! What, how are you having such a hard time getting this? Well, I'm just thinking, if you've got, like, a big suit, and you just want to look really big, it would have to be so oversized so as to look comical, right? But at that point, it's not really a big suit so much as a giant A big costume. suit. Shit. You're right. It's a very broad-shouldered suit. Yeah, okay, but it's... Mm, yeah, okay. Alright, I can see it now. David With your Lane. eyes, because, yeah. I'm, I'm, because I'm showing you a picture of it. Yeah, you can like, see it now. I'm just going, oh, damn. Alright. It's just... That's a big suit. You had to order the big suit. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. The normal suit wasn't big enough for you. Talking heads. Ironically, David Byrne. Some might say he's a bit of an alien lava. <laughs> Do you reckon he, um, Hirohika Araki was listening to talking heads while he made talking heads? Or that he just saw talking heads and went, oh yeah, that's a good name. All music stated that Talking Heads, one of the... I'm just not, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> okay, sure. I can understand this. <laughs> um, probably. I mean, he tends to listen to English music while he does his manga, so... Because mm, he doesn't understand English, so, Yeah, or uh, he yeah. didn't for a long time, at least. He may have picked some up. Mm. Stated that Talking Heads, one of the most celebrated bands of the 1970s and 1980s, by their breakup, had recorded everything from art funk to polyrhythmic world beat explorations and simple melodic guitar pop. Along with other groups such as Devo, Ramones and Blondie, they helped define the new wave genre in the United States. Huh. Huh. Talking heads. Talking heads. Do you know what the name comes from? Mm, Well, of course, famously when someone is like... Someone, someone who's a panellist on like a um, news or current affairs show, yeah. they're referred to as being like a talking head. Uh, I assume from there. Sure. This has now become our Talking Heads podcast. What's it called? Um, heads, are you, are heads you are talking? talking about heads to me? Would it be called Heads Talking? No. Would it be called Big Suits? I like that their second album is called More Songs About Buildings and Food. What was the first album called? Talking Heads. Aww. Then Fear of Music, Remain in Light, Speaking in Tongues, Little Creatures, True Stories, and Naked. Nice. But number one album title amongst those, and possibly of all time. What was it called again? More songs about buildings and food. Genius. Truly worthy of a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure antagonist. Some might say that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is a manga featuring more shonen battles about buildings and food. (laughs) But since we're in Italy... Particularly part four. Hmm. Oh, I get it. Because of um, Okiyasu. Yeah. Famously loves buildings and food. Exactly. He loves living in a building. He loves keeping his dad in the attic of a building. He loves no longer having a a good brother. He loves going to the Osens and hanging out with a ghost. Wait, the Osens? Yeah. Oh, is that the store? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good times with part four. Yeah, I miss it. <laughs> we'll go back there one day. Someday. We'll revisit When my all own. my dreams come true. They're walking through the thing. The He's panic- thing? The what? marketplace. Ah. Um, Squalo's panicking like, I can't control my breathing well enough. He's going to find us. He's going to find us. Shut it, meat boy. Psh, meat boy? <laughs> meat boy. Shut it, super meat boy. Bam. Take this band-aid and control your breathing. We'll be fine. Naranchi is stalking them. He's got his radar out and he says, I found you. And they're like, oh no, he's saying he found us. No, but that's impossible. I'm sure that I've got my talking heads on his tongue. He's just bluffing to try to get us to panic. Now at this point, I was about to jokingly go, what if he's cut out his own tongue? And then 
we see Narantia has cut out his own tongue. His, the end of his tongue is sitting on the end of his knife and with the talking head still on it. So Tiziano could still detect that talking head was still on Narantia's tongue. Technically the truth. Yep. And then we see, but how is he speaking with... with no tongue. Well, we see the brooch. Ah. Form into the end of his tongue because even when he's basically dead, Giorno's power can still do whatever the <laughs> fuck it wants. Yep. I can imbue my power into one of my brooches so that when it's held up to Narantia's severed tongue, it will become the rest of his tongue and I will know that he's going to do this. Yes? <laughs> Question mark? So he has found them, he is telling the truth, and no, actually, he hasn't found them yet. But he knows that he will. He was waiting for their breathing to spike. As soon as he said, I found, found you. And then they saw that he had cut out his own tongue. It's a clever bit of psychological warfare on his part. I actually do really like this. Yeah. Because the assumption that the audience and the bad guys are making are that he's trying to track the laboured breathing of... Um, Squallow. When in fact, he's waiting for the breathing of Tiziano to spike when he sees the severed tongue and the stand on it. Yeah. Because certainly none of these random pedestrians would have their breathing spike when they see a man walking through the marketplace with a severed tongue. (laughs) See, I was thinking that the whole time that I thought, oh, but we did get a long lecture from the narrator about how this part of Italy is pretty bad. Did we? Yeah, remember they were like, justice has failed, everyone here doesn't believe in the police because everyone's doing crime, everyone turns a blind eye to those most in need, a man with a cut out tongue is nothing more than a bollard to them. I suppose that is the theme. And Mm. if Jojo's Bizarre Adventure has taught us anything, it's that bystanders are all psychopaths. It's true. And what worse psychopaths can there possibly be than a bunch of people in Italy with laboured breathing? (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the classic criminal psychological profiles. People with laboured breathing. Uh, So his breathing spikes and he's like, yep, now I've actually found you. And, oh no, you need to recall Crush so he can come fight him for us. But, but, but there's no water. It's in the well, but there's no water. I'm going to shoot you now with my plane. And then, uh... Tessiano's all like, no, I can't let that beautiful, beautiful man die. For once, only this time, I shall be the one who is shot. The plan is no more. This has not gone according to plan at all. Let me get shot. He gets shot up, blood splatters everywhere, all over Narantia, and then he... Sacrifices himself. And now I die. And we assume he's actually dead. There was no steam, but we assume he's actually dead. (laughs) You said that in such a way... And then look directly into my eyes. Okay, no, I, I'm not gonna. Be, I'm not trying to misdirect you here. He never appears again. But you know, <laughs> you're not saying. Yeah, he's definitely dead. You're just like, well, we never saw him die. We didn't see anyone well, in the no, previous fights. Well, what I'm saying is, we think we see him die, but no one ever is ever like, oh no, he's dead. That's Squallow. Well, Squallow is like, now I am not fighting you for the boss. Now I am fighting you for Tiziano. Yeah, but surely at some point in that monologue, you're you like said my sort of died. pan-European accent. <laughs> Do you mean Italian? Is that no, what you're trying to say? It was kind of a bad Italian slash Spanish mix. <laughs> some kind of strange, diverse, and yet singular. Mm. Mm. So, yep, shark 
leaps out of Narantia's shoulder into his neck and is burrowing away into it and Narantia is just like, huh, you think a, a mere shark biting my throat is enough to disrupt my attack patterns? I've learned the secret superpower of resolve from a certain someone called fuck you. From a, oh, Giorno Giovanna. Uh, I guess That's so. That's kind of the whole thing here, That's isn't true. it? It's like, Giorno told us to fuck win. shit up. Giorno taught us how to win stand battles. So, um... He's all like, you can't possibly dare shoot me in the middle of a crowded place, can you? And Narantia's all much. like, yeah, I, I can. I definitely can. The plane tackles him and flies up into the air with him. And then shoots him up with like a million bullets. And he's all like, vola, 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 revia. Which means good flying. Or something like Some that. Some shit like that, probably. <laughs> yep. He falls to the ground. He's probably dead. He doesn't just fall to the ground and probably die. He has his priorities straight because first he strikes his cool landing strip pose (laughs) and puts his stand away. Sorry, Narantia assumes the position Mm -hmm. and allows his stand to land. It's cool. Good music. Good. Oh, in the um, the walking through the marketplace sequence, there was good music. There is. Amazing. It's the same Giorno theme. But it's very... um, Like slowed down and mysterious. It reminded me, as I said said as much to you, it reminded me of of the riff on uh, In the Garden of Eden. Yes. Yes. It's amazing. (laughs) I approve of it out of 10. That's a good score. Thank you. Thank you. It is a good score from me. Giorno's still breathing. Oh, good. Now to just go like lightly slap him on the face so he wakes up and then fixes us. And Naranch is all like, oh, Abakio doesn't think very yeah, much yeah, of him. It's the single best moment. So <laughs> he's waking up Giorno. He's cradling. They're both dying. He's cradling him in his lap. And we, we everyone's distracted by the two dead guys. We can't really see him. We can't see his mouth. So we, we assume that he's... This is his internal monologue. But for all we know, the first thing he says to him is like, Abakio fucking hates you, Giorno. <laughs> he doesn't think very much of you, but you've shown me some good stuff. He basically has the same realisation that Mr. had like ages ago, being like, mm. wow, ever since Giorno came along, it's as if we've been following him. He's been the secret to our success. Giorno, Giorno Giovanna. The Jojo in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is the, the catalyst of change in our once peaceful mafia lives. He's the G in Guts. Oh. I'm not happy with that. I, oh, I'm not happy with that joke. <laughs> that was good. I liked that. Oh. Good callback. Thank you. Thank you. I second even myself. Jono fixes them all off screen <laughs> and they boat away. So they're going to Sardinia on a plane? Yes. Yeah, so like, oh, so it, it would be ridiculous if there were more than one of the boss's assassins in Venice right now. So we're going to boat on out. We're going to go to an airport, get on a plane, go to Sardinia. Good plan. Two problems with that plan. One, there can't possibly be more than one of the boss's assassins. There were already two. <laughs> so, no, but, but clearly they travel together. Sure. Okay. Still, weird. <laughs> two, sure that Bruno is alive in the first place? What happens if it, the, the air pressure changes? Does his skin like melt? Bubble up and like he gets air pockets I'll to show I'll figure up? it out. Okay. Alright. Sure. So that's basically the end of the episode. To be continued. What are our highlights and lowlights in this epic? Oh, there's so many fucking highlights. There's just the, the whole episode is good. It's just really good. Um, oh, I want to say I know what your highlight's going to be. Do you? I don't. What's my Abakio highlight? Abakio doesn't think very much of it. That you. was pretty great. <laughs> um, I want to say my highlight is, well, I can't shoot him. 
But fuck it if I can't kill you with my plane. Just bam. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Because it's like, you just think to yourself, we've only seen Aerosmith shooting people. Yeah. He can't possibly do anything else with it. Oh, yeah. He has a propeller on the front. Of course he can just fuck him up. I think my highlight is probably the tongue cut gambit. Yeah. It's just yep. cool and tough. And weird. Yeah. <laughs> Low lights. Uh, hmm. I want to say the gas explosion. Yeah, I think my low light is probably the um, take off the tongue, take off, um, take talking head off his tongue for a mere moment. Yeah. And in that moment, even though he's all according to plan, even though course. he stopped talking and started fighting, in that mere moment, he will just shout out everything he needed to yeah. to lure them all in. Hmm, just kind of annoying, but to it's a get... bit convenient. Hmm. No, but the gas explosion didn't really do anything. No, yeah. So. It was just like a bit of a, they're all in here, but nothing It was a cool happened. set piece. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But then we left it. Yep. So, yep. Nick. Yes. Our fun friends, Giorno Giovanna, Bruno Bruciarati, Guido Mister, Narancia Gerga, mm-hmm. and Trish Una are heading yeah, to... Yeah, Trish is here. Yeah. Remember Trish? <laughs> I do remember Trish. Oh, oh, we right. didn't even and, talk about and the... We didn't even talk about the OP. Oh, we did that last week. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Oh, but we should talk about the ending sequence. Yes. But, for now, they're all... Heading to an airport to get on a plane to head to Sardinia to unveil the secret of the boss's identity. Risotto Nero remains at large. <laughs> Squalo <laughs> is assumed dead. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> what will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Vento Oreo in the episode entitled Man in a Big Suit. Man getting hit by football. <laughs> Um, Works on no. so many levels. Notorious B.I.G. Get the fuck out of here. No, you. No, is that really the name of the that episode? That is the name of the episode. I don't trust you. Is that seriously the name of the 100%. episode? 100%. I am being frank with you. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. Notorious B.I.G. is a stand user who is himself incredibly skinny. Oh, it's ironic. Exactly. His stand, however, will have the power... Of some kind of grand scale, immense... Like a kaiju stand? Um, not a kaiju stand, but like, you know, um, what's a good example? Like, um, you know how Gyacho could you like use ice, right? Yeah, big ice time. Big ice time. He could like create ice and it would just go all around, you know? Yep. Yeah, so he could like make giant ice spikes come out of the ground or stuff like that if he wanted to, because mm-hmm. he's crazy with ice. Good powers. It'll be like that, except not ice... And, like, a, a wider net of, like, I can use water, but I can disperse the water for, like, 20 metres in any direction. It'll be a big power, right? Sure. Because notorious... Big fire, big water, big something. Big something, you know? Um, where then he can be all like, great, doesn't matter if the town burns down, I'll just burn it down. Right, it's a sort of... It's in the same vein as, um, as Giacho and uh, Prosciutto... It's one of those big collateral damage powers. Exactly. It's like, it affects a lot of things and you don't really care who gets in the crossfire. Mm. Um, now, Risotto Nero <laughs> remains at large. large. Have you seen this man? <laughs> um, he won't show up next episode, but I want to say, who else is currently at large? I want to say this might well, be the first... The boss remains at large. That's true. The boss does remain and at large. And that mysterious boy from the OP. Maybe he's in Sardinia. There's a boy lives in Sardinia and he knows the boss somehow. Ah. Maybe. Um, maybe not. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe it could be something along the lines of this kid's in Sardinia Mm -hmm. and he knows of the boss. He remembers him 
And he got away from the boss before oh, he could die. He's like the one guy who saw him and was and lived yeah, to tell the tale. Yeah, exactly. And that's why he looks like so crisisy in the opening. Exactly, because he knows Trish as well. Ooh. Um, Same hair colour as Trish. Is it? It's close enough. No, pinkish. it's like purple. It's like pinkish. Is it? No. Well, either way, he will probably come into next episode, I hope. I, I hope so. All right. Yep. Um, what other things were there? You go into Sardinia. Trish will be all like, here's my stand. Yeah. Oh, maybe there'll be a plane battle. Ooh. Ooh. Well, we learnt from uh, Stardust Crusaders that plane battles carry a lot of risk. They do. Because you're 10,000 feet above the ground or something like that. Is that how many feet it is? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard of talking heads. Now, the other end of the body is back with a vengeance. 10,000 butts. <laughs> it's just like going to Canada and South Park. <sighs> anyway, yes. Quick diversion to discuss the new ending sequence. Also weirdly serious. So the new ending song, no, no more do we have freaking you. Uh-huh. We have um, Modern Crusaders by Enigma, the Ooh. German... Uh, what? Band. <laughs> sort we of electronic uh, sort of stuff. Okay, sure. Is this really? Yeah. This song is from their album, The Screen in the Mirror, released around 2000-ish. Wait, in the ending? Yeah. I thought this was Stand. No. Is the song not called Stand? No, it's called Modern Crusaders. Oh. Oh, damn. Okay. Yep. (laughs) Um, Good imagery. It's basically just all the stands we've seen so far as we pan upwards like this big golden monument. And it's sort of... Adorned with arrows Mm. on it with this big pillar. What could it mean? Well, there's this big Christ-like golden experience just at the very, very top. Mm -hmm. And I'm no genius, but I don't think it's a real deity. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure the fans will disagree with me. And the song uh, Enigma, no, Modern Crusaders, is like, the lyrics are, Mm -hmm. Don't look back, the time has come. All the pain turns into love. Oh. We're not submissive. We're not so aggressive. But they think we can't defend. Stand up. <gasps> join us. Modern Crusaders alive. Etc. But you can <laughs> see in there the thematic links yes. to the events of the past three episodes or so. Yes. Showing some good results. self actualization Yeah. Yes. And then it samples that uh, O Fortuna. Which we all know. Which we all know from the Australian beer ad where it was song parodied to be like, It's a big ad. Dun, dun. For Carlton Drums. Dun, dun. And there's like men running through a field. Man, you know what? I would merrily sing that song at a pub and (laughs) everyone in the pub would join in merrily. No, they wouldn't. They would. They absolutely... You know they would. We'll probably go to a pub after this, so let's... No. I'm not suggesting this because you'll actually do it and I'll be embarrassed. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, let's wrap it up. If you want to support us financially, you can do so at patreon.com slash Jojo's World. Yeah, get at us on Twitter if you've got thoughts. I'm at Milk Juice. At Jojo's World for official Jojo's World correspondence. And only that. <laughs> and until next time, to, to be, be continued. continued. Arrivederci.